Field. I'm former President Bill Clinton. I'm joined by my co-host Hillary Clinton, my lovely wife and co-host. This is the College Football Podcast about all of college football. Hillary, how's it going? I'm just chilling on Jeff Hafley's cabana on Epstein Island. <laughs> Oh man, I've been. You didn't th- tell me you're doing that bit. Yeah. I was just on the spot. I've, I've been. Like, I've been. Uh, I had. Been, I thought about it a couple days ago. <laughs> it came to mind because I've been doing a lot of Clinton voice recently, just kind of around Why? the house. You know, it's fun to do. It's not nothing wrong with a guy just doing a fun voice every now and then. Um, and uh, I thought to myself, you know, I, sh- I think I should try to. I think I should break this out on an intro and just throw Ryan <laughs> off of his game for the entire uh, episode. I'm a um, pro, dude. I'm on top. <laughs> You'll never be rattled by the the, the dulcet tones of Bill Clinton. Uh, you love it. You're built for that stuff. Um, we've got. Uh... Dude, I, I went to go see. I went to go see the Iron Claw last night. That the the wrestling movie. You familiar with it? Yeah, I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the worst Ric Flair like portrayal of all time. <laughs> Ric Flair is one of the most easy guys to imitate in the world. Yeah. Every like teenage boy learns how to imitate Ric Flair. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the first. Na- I know it's he- acting. It's yeah. a, it's like <laughs> it's a gate. It's like a gateway imitation. It's <laughs> <laughs> you do Ric Flair and then it's... you're, then you're doing Bill Clinton four or five times a week at that point. You're, you're addicted. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so easy to do. And ultimately like, I know it's acting, not, in, not an impersonation, but like, Part of the act, like it's one of the most recognizable characters in the country. Yeah, and really easy to do. Just a horrible Ric Flair uh, impression. Terrible. That's awesome. Like, the rest of the movie was really great. I love the movie. I was so I was like pissed in my chair watching that movie. <laughs> like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> who was who? Who played him? I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not that up on it. That's such a good question. Let's find out. Uh, let's pull up the cast. It was, it was here. Timothy. It was Timothy Chalamet for some reason. It's unclear why it's he a guy did that. named. Yeah. <laughs> it's a guy named Aaron Dean Eisenberg. Okay. Any relation? Uh, to who? <laughs> to Je- Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg, the other famous actor with that last name. <laughs> um, no, but let me let me read you his mini bio on IMDb.com. Okay. Aaron Dean Eisenberg is an actor, writer, director, and visual artist. His father was an acup- acupuncturist. His mother was a nurse. Both of whom spent their lives in international spiritual communities, including Bhagwan's Osha in Pune, India. What? From Irish mobsters to age-stricken artists to charismatic cult leaders to comic relief to his upcoming depiction of Ric Flair in A24's The Iron Claw, Aaron's body of work is quickly becoming known for its physical, vocal, and aesthetic versatility. So true, dude. How do those two? How do those two things relate? <laughs> so, it seems, so it seems like those seem like different clauses. I don't know how the first one leads. <laughs> it's just I don't know. His parents were crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. Well, uh, I am. Uh, I, I am don't know told if he's that... done anything else. He doesn't have any other work here. Hmm. That's fun. That's sort of a fun way to get into. <laughs> get into acting here's the worst rick flair impression you've ever seen does who wants to get me in their movie <laughs> oh man well what, what does he actually do he's not listed for anything is this his first film oh hang on no 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 i got it uh, okay. he was also in the deuce that hbo series got canceled really fast huh um he's a fun kind of guy this is just uh 
He's in the cabal. He's in the A24 cabal. They just pulled him out <laughs> off the shelf. Okay, we need this guy. We need uh, Jesse Eisenberg's secret brother to play Ric Flair. Yeah. Um, we couldn't he did get one episode of Blue Bloods in 2011. My dad likes that show. Everyone's <laughs> dad likes that show. Everybody's dad loves Blue Bloods. That's awesome. Um, that is also going to be the name. Unfortunately, I, they kind of ripped our our shit before we could even do it. Which yeah, some might say we're ripping their shit, but that's just not possible um that is going to be the name of our show that we make in 15 to 20 years for hbo that immediately gets canceled about the southwest conference in the 80s um that's uh <laughs> we've talked about it many times yeah we're going to be doing that and it's going to be called blue bloods and we're going to get that sweet seo and everybody's going to get really confused oh, yeah. and, oh my god blue bloods is back and then they're going to turn our shit on i mean like wait wait a second <laughs> this isn't the blue bloods that i know and love they put a new spin on it uh that's good. Blue Bloods 2, we're calling it. Uh, <laughs> bluer than ever. <laughs> we're, calling, we're calling it The Wire Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled like The Sopranos. We pronounce it differently. It's, it's, I don't know. It's the Sop, Soprano. Yeah. It's, we're doing the Soprano. It, it still has yeah. like the same, like the gun and the logo and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, unclear no. how we got. How did they clear this? What lawyer approved this? <laughs> Doesn't even make sense. Hey, speaking of things dumb Italian guys like, we're going to talk about immediatelyfeel.com. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going. That that has a direct tie into the show today. But yeah, also immediatelyfeel.com. Sure, yeah. <laughs> a lot of dumb Italian guys like our shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Meetupmidfield.com is a college football website. Me and Patrick right there, and we, you hear episodes of our podcast there. Uh, that has a message for that. Dude. This episode is going to suck so bad. <laughs> I can't get myself straight. Can you talk about the fucking website? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i guess <laughs> yeah it's the website where we put our writing where we have the premium podcast if you subscribe <laughs> premium episodes of this show we just put out one last week who fucking knows what it was about that's gone that's out of my brain i don't fuck i don't remember <laughs> i do not remember it's gone <laughs> i did not have hey, honestly, sexual relations know. with that podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> here's some here's something else here's what our website does not care about we uh -huh. do not give a fuck about that tennessee lawsuit i don't care no not <laughs> a real state i do not recognize tennessee as a real state and i certainly don't give <laughs> it a doesn't fuck mean about it. anything it's not what do you want me to do about it i have no opinion it's a lawsuit i don't care that's not my business i'm not a lawyer i'm not i, I, I don't need to know it <laughs> if something comes of it i'll figure it out then until then, not my problem. None of my business. That's our official stance on any and all lawsuits yeah. is not my business. I don't, unless I'm involved. The, the only thing I'm, I'm anti-trusting is my bitch ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I do like the idea of Tennessee coming to court for that with like the old, the simple country lawyer. <laughs> They're probably, it's not a publicly elected position. It's going to be some huge moron. Yeah, it's it's they've 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 got fucking Foghorn Leghorn in there. He's running the trial for him. <laughs> <laughs> now, boy, you you say this is not a monopoly. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, when you say this, that do you mean the i say do you mean the board game <laughs> just, just 
It's like trying to figure out. I do not means. find myself on Atlantic Avenue at the moment. <laughs> He'd win in a runaway. It wouldn't even be close. <laughs> taking, he's cleaning their fucking clocks. He's taking the the NCAA for everything it's got. Have you watched uh, Anatomy of a Fall yet? No. What is that? Uh, it's a movie about it's a murder. It's a it's a courtroom drama about a wife who's accused of murdering her husband. It's actually okay. really good. Yeah, you should watch it. But it opens up with this like he's up in his little workshop up in the up in the the attic of their like uh, French countryside home in the mountains, and he's playing an instrumental of PIMP by Fifty Cent on repeat, like very loudly. Okay. Um, and anyway, ends up in the case later on. Uh, and they're like, you know, they're they're basically saying like, oh, this woman was driven to rage from her husband because he was a misogynist, and uh, he's playing this very misogynistic song, and it pissed her off. <laughs> the instrumental. And her lawyer, and her lawyer <laughs> interjects and says, "It's an instrumental." <laughs> yeah, no, if, you, if you can, if you can find a way to create a misogynistic instrumental, more credit to you, I guess. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. It, it also involves this like terrifying like bald french lawyer who kind of looks like he's some kind of demon i don't know okay yeah it's a very it's a great movie uh it involves a blind kid um doing some crimes against animals uh right yeah i'd highly recommend this movie yeah man that's you got you got like one of the worst kids of all time there (laughs) that's that's a dog you you gotta roll the dice again you got snake eyes on that one um anyway (laughs) meetatmidfield.com is our website you can subscribe you get access to the message board and the premium podcast and all that stuff um you know what Italian guys, old Italian guys don't like at all, and this is, I would say, a credit in their in their favor, is homefieldapparel.com, because usually, you know, either no shirts or like a stained wife beater, and they don't have any of those. Homefield does not have, unfortunately, they don't yet have uh, pre-stained <laughs> wife beaters that come to your house. Uh, they, they have regular clothes. They have premium, uh, high-quality collegiate vintage apparel. I don't know why I said premium. I don't usually say premium. Um, <laughs> sure, premium. Elite. Yeah, elite, top-notch uh, collegiate vintage apparel for basically every school. Um, they take the old logos from yearbooks, from media guides, from where wherever they... I don't know what they do on the back end. Wherever they, they find their, their images, and they put them on very comfortable, very soft shirts, uh, sweatshirts, joggers, hats, bomber jackets, you name it. Um, and uh, if you've never partaken in uh, in the home field, you can go on over to homefieldapparel.com and use code <laughs> MEETITMIDFIELD for 15% off of your first purchase. And uh, I, maybe don't say that this was the episode that sent you there. Maybe just, oh, it was one of the good ones. <laughs> well, <laughs> we here's something else. They, they did, Patrick, they do send us over the copy for the ad reads each week, and they told us to mention this. Yeah. Um, they did recently fire all of their Italian employees uh-huh. and replace them with like Italian seeming Slavic people. Okay. Um, from kind of like the coasts of, of, you know, like the Adriatic. Yeah. Um, that's a good I move. thought that was pretty big. That's a good move. Yeah. 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 That's smart. We've been yeah, thinking yeah. about doing that. Yeah. That's a good move. Are you, I, or, do you, think... are you like crinkling a receipt right, like, right next to the mic over there? Or oh, it's on? not right next to the mic. Yeah, that's a really loud mic. It's way far away from the microphone. My bad. <laughs> Let's see if I can turn down the old mic volume. <laughs> What's going on over there? Oh, it's, it's man. fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. This is the cool episode. <laughs> this is the one where everything's cool and good. 
Uh, yeah, homefieldapparel.com. Use code Media Midfield for 15% off your first purchase. They'll send you a receipt. You can hold it right up to your microphone when you're recording your podcast. <laughs> It'll be really good. Um, we've got uh, fucking Jeff Halfley to talk about. God damn it, he did it again. I didn't think we would have to talk about Jeff Halfley for nine or ten months. I thought we were free of the man because he certainly was not going to do anything in the offseason worth talking about. But uh, he went and killed himself. He went and uh, he committed college football coach suicide. He uh, <laughs> he, uh, he took the dishonorable discharge and he left college football because he's a huge loser. He thought uh, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't crack it. I got to go to the fucking. I got to go to the baby league. I have to go be the defensive coordinator for the for the Packers. I'm a, I'm too much of a baby. I'm not willing to compete. Um, I need to, uh, I need to get a make work job with, uh, one of the 32 make work jobs for coaches that they have in the world. Um, and, uh, he's gone. We're rid of him. That's good. I am glad to be rid of him, but we do have to talk about his doofy ass at least, I guess probably just one more time. I don't imagine we're going to be hearing a whole lot from Jeff Halfley moving forward. Uh, hope, if he, one if this motherfucker comes back to college football, he is a wanted man. He cannot show his face in this town again. He's going to be the um, next head coach at Ohio state. I am so pissed that he ran away. He ran from the grind, dude. Yeah. He he knew we were on his case. We were a year away from getting satisfaction from Jeff Athley. Yeah. And this motherfucker turned and ducked, and that pisses me off. Yeah. I am tired of it. Jeff, um, he the only stand and face, you know, accusal for your crimes. The only defensive so- like de- defensive development on on you know his tenure at Boston College of a guy who went to the NFL was fucking him. Nobody else got to actually do that. It was just him. he was the only one being developed for the NFL. <laughs> his entire pitch, the only one that he actually successfully sent to the NFL was himself, uh, leaving his team in the in the cold, the the, the rain and the cold in uh late january what an asshole what a what a mass like there's been we're going to talk about some of the 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 think pieces that have that has been spawned by this um but uh just purely as a as a a situation uh, of a guy just leaving his program high and dry for you know like very late in the cycle very kind of limiting what they can do um, didn't really do anything while he was there and then got the hell out of town at basically the worst possible time, left his team open for 30 days of, of transferring. Um, just, a, I mean, you really can't have a, a nastier tenure than he had. What a, what an asshole no. that guy is. Just awful. That is really, really bad. <laughs> He's a true dickhead. Yeah. I really don't like him. Uh, he sucks at coaching also. How did he convince everyone that he was like, oh, I'm an NFL scheme guy? All he did at Ohio State was run cover three and cover one. And he just had Chase Young wrecking defenses with like a, a bunch of NFL corners that he didn't recruit or develop at all. Yeah. Uh, he didn't do anything. There was no scheme that he ran. It was just baseline cover one and cover three every play. Yeah. That's it. It just worked. That's all he did. Yeah. He, he success. The, his, his claim to fame was that he successfully made Greg Schiano's defense less stupid, which is like a baby could do that. <laughs> it's not. It wouldn't be that hard. You just take the playbook and put it in the trash can and then call two plays, which is pretty much what he did. Like they just that's 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 basically what they had cooking. And like I, I think it was probably just reputation because he had been in the NFL. Um and uh I, I think ultimately was probably destined to be in the NFL, probably wanted to be in the NFL. Don't really know why he was in college to begin with. Um and uh that's hated really, recruiting too. Yeah, the guy, hate, I mean like the guy's a good recruiter. 
but he he hated the idea of actually signing high school recruits. He just whined about it. Yeah. He just started taking like 15 transfer portal guys per year and is like, oh, this sucks. I have to keep recruiting a bunch of transfer portal guys. College football is horrible. It's like you're doing that because you're only signing transfer portal guys. So all the guys you recruit at a high school leave. That's why that's why this happened to you. Yeah. Guy at fucking Boston College complaining that there's not a strong enough recruiting base for the high school prospects. Like, why did you take the job? Why did you, you know, why did you leave yeah. after one year instead of from Ohio State instead of trying to get a good job? Yeah, what are you, what are you doing? What did you think was going to happen? You're in fucking Boston College. No one has ever successfully recruited to Boston College. It doesn't happen. You can't do that. It doesn't it doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. Just they don't play football there. Yeah, just massive dumbass. I, I don't know. They all play the cross. He's blaming uh, anything that he could possibly find for his own decision to become the head coach at Boston College. Um, he, uh, I believe he did finish his, his four seasons with what he got a win over a, a team that had better than a 500 record, right? He had one. Yeah. He got one in his last year. Piss me the fuck off. Let's go. That's uh well, when you play, uh, what was it? 48 games. It looks like, and you can get, you can get one win over a, <laughs> a team with a winning record. That's just good. That's just good return right there. That's what you paid for. That's yeah. what you got. You got, you brought him in to win one game against a competent team, and he did it. And I don't know what more you could ask from him. Uh, he's he's done everything that he can do. Um, that might be true. He probably did do everything that he that he personally is capable of doing. Um, I don't I don't really know why this has to be like a referendum on on college football. Uh, like there there have been, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of kind of reactions in that milieu about this. Uh, there was an ESPN story from a, a writer whose name I just, I simply just won't pronounce anymore because we don't know how it's pronounced. You guys know which one we're talking about. <laughs> you, you all know who we're talking about. Um, but uh, there are these quotes in here, just, just like cloying quotes. Um, one here from just an unnamed source that says uh, he wants to go coach football again in a league that's all about football. College coaching has become fundraising, NIL, and recruiting your own team and transfers. There's no time to coach football anymore. A lot of things that he went back to college for have disappeared. It's always been fundraising. The job has it's 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 always been that. It's never not been. What what was he coming back? He came back to college for like being a position coach, which is all that he ever was in college before he was at Boston College. What do you mean you're fucking coming back to be? This is what you're coming back yeah, for. He was a position coach for like two minutes. Yeah, yeah like he was a <laughs> like a recruiting analyst. What are you talking about? Oh, I just got. I just <laughs> loved the game so much. It's like, yeah, of course it's gonna be fucking different. You're a head coach of a Power Five school. It's gonna be a different job. You're gonna have to talk to people sometimes. You freak. What's wrong with you? I, I just... That was his whole pitch on the job, by the way. I was like, oh, look at this like handsome young coach who's so smooth in public. Like he's yeah. gonna be a great recruiter. Yeah. That was the whole thing he sold on. He's like, oh, this is hard. Yeah, dude, no kidding. Like that's why you get paid five million, six million dollars a year to do it. Why, what are you talking about? Why did you take the job? Again, why did you take the job? I don't know what you. I don't know what you thought would happen here. Like, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a difficult job. It is a difficult. You, you did nobody. Did nobody tell you that? Did you not like look around? Did you take a tour of the campus before you took the job or something? Or did you just show up? Yeah, this will be fine. I can just build a. <laughs> I can build Ohio State two here, dumbass. Come on, <laughs> totally. <laughs> the, the ego of this guy to do that to fail in the way that he did, and then to leave and blame everybody else. It's this is everybody else's problem. I never thought as a head coach that I would have to talk to boosters or recruit or do any of that stuff. I just wanted to coach football. 
I don't know what to tell you. You got some bad advice then, like going to Ryan Day for, for <laughs> what's it like to be a head coach? And Ryan Day's like, I don't know. It's pretty cool. <laughs> One year in Ryan Day. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> you win 13 games and you, you know, back into Justin Fields and it's good. It's not, it's not that hard. It's, <laughs> I, think it'll be, I think it'll be fine. <laughs> he thought, he thought he had Phil Dracovic. He was Justin Fields. See, that was his big plan. He's like, oh, I've got white Justin Fields. Fine, Richland. <laughs> oh man he was what right an asshole yeah he was right that's yeah. awesome and now everyone because all of these like just goldfish brain national reporters just need a new thing to latch on to talk about in their podcast for a month of like oh I, i'm Stu mandel does this mean everyone's going to be leaving college football for the nfl there's got to be unlimited nfl jobs they're all going to go to those these most of these motherfuckers cannot coach their way out of a shoebox. That's why they coach college football. Yeah. They're just sales guys who wanted to do something other than sales. Yeah. That's all that's what a lot of college football coaching is. There are like, I don't know, a third of the coaches in the country only have a job because they're good at recruiting uh and are just like mediocre football coaches. The technique a lot of these guys teach is horrible. It's dog yeah. shit. Their scheme is like notably stupid a lot of the times. Uh, like a lot of colleges developed offenses and defenses specifically so they didn't have to think about how to call plays better yeah like they call they, they picked offenses that just like told the quarterback well hey i don't know look at the defensive end see what he does then make the play up yeah like that was their thing or like oh what if we just ran six passing concepts and threw it every single time yeah the kids will memorize that like college football is never about being good at coaching football it's about getting the best players yeah it's only about being good at coaching football when you're at the most talented programs or the least talented programs when you're in the middle, like this no man's land, like he is at Boston College, you have to be a great recruiter uh, or actually be good at scheme, which he never was. I mean, this is just ridiculous. And, and the vast majority, the idea that like, oh, there's going to be some exodus of like top talent for college football because they're all going to go to the pros. Look, there are not that many guys who are going to take a pay cut to go take another job at, at, at the NFL, even if it's easier, uh, which he is definitely doing, by the way. He's going to take a pay cut to go to the NFL, a significant one, I assume, like a $3 million per year pay cut. Yeah. Um, because he knew his time was right now because he wasn't doing anything. He was going to tread water for two more years and get fired. Um, but like ultimately, the number of guys who have his connections to the league and are a head coach in the NFL and go get hired somewhere else is any kind of decent job in, in pro football are very, very small. Like yeah. that Goldilocks zone of – Guy who's good enough at coaching football, but not good enough to get like a Georgia, Alabama quality job where they keep you forever because you get paid a ton as long as they want you at least. Like that's not a lot of guys. There's not a lot of guys who fit this picture. Yeah. Um, there's probably a lot of like, hey, I'm the DC Northern Illinois. Maybe I can go be the assistant linebackers coach for, you know, for the Chicago Bears. Like that might exist, sure, but like those guys weren't gonna make it anyway, <laughs> most yeah. of them. And if they make it at all for the Bears, they're going to go back to being a college DC at a better job soon. We see that all the time. Like how many NFL position coaches go back to be college DCs? Yeah. This is him trying to ladder climb by realizing I can't actually win at Boston College. Let me try to go get a fresh face somewhere new and see if that means I can get a bigger job two years from now. Yeah. Let him try to go bounce to be the head coach at, I don't know, Notre Dame whenever Freeman is gone. Uh, instead of being at Boston College, let him try to see if he can con his way into NFL head coaching job, which he won't do. Yeah. Um, that's the idea here. This is ladder climbing 
and running from the grind. It is not like a, a retreat because of the difficulty of college football. Yeah. It's yeah. a retreat because he's not good at the difficulties of Boston College. Yes. Yeah, this is a this is the story of a man's personal failings within his job. It is not <laughs> it's not like oh the job. This is the job's fault. Like no, Jeff it's Jeff Halfley's fault because he's not very good at his job. That is what it is. Um, I, I do think that's something that we, uh, you and I need to probably, we, we should look into doing this. We should find like, uh, some guy who can just some retired coach who wants to be an asshole on like a, like a live stream or like a YouTube series or something. Um, we should do like a Gruden's quarterback camp, but for college assistant coaches, asking them to draw up like a play, <laughs> asking them to explain what is <laughs> happening on a play to like an old coach who actually knows what he's looking at. Um, Cause I think that that would expose a lot of the, like it, it would, it would break away a lot of the myth that kind of surrounds these guys as like brilliant tacticians. No, most of them are just some asshole who, like you said, just didn't want to do sales. Yeah. They, it's just like you bring in the, the fuck. I don't, I'm not going to, you know, I, I don't have a, a specific guy off the top of my head. You bring in like the running backs coach from fucking Tennessee or something, or, or you know, the the defensive line coach at USC or, or any number of these guys. You bring them in and you say, okay, draw this up, or what is this, or identify this, or what is wrong on this play. They wouldn't fucking know. They don't know. They're recruiters. That's their job. Their job is to go and get the most talented players and then hope that some asshole on their staff knows what to do with them. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's somebody else's problem now. I got you the five star. Now he's your business. I don't, I did my yeah. part. I'm going to go get another one. And, and, and the ones who can draw it up, even if they're actually huge morons in a game or on the other hand, don't know how to position coach, they get big jobs. Like Will Muschamp failed so many times. But because he's a great whiteboard coach, he kept getting other big head coaching jobs in the SEC. You know, or like Austin Armstrong, the DC at Florida. That guy sucks, but he can whiteboard the hell out of a play that he still gets a big job. Like the number, that's like how you can tell how few of these guys there are because the ones who were any good at it can somehow fall into like big jobs despite never being good at what they did previously because they can look good in an interview session. Yeah. And then they and then they get there and they try to install all the, the shit that they can do on a whiteboard and everybody's just like eyes glazed over in the meeting room. <laughs> it's like this isn't cover one or cover three. What the fuck are you talking about? I only know the two things. I've not been taught how to do anything else and you only have nine months with me a year and so you're fucked. I'm just, it's just going to have to be cover one or cover three. Sorry. Um it's just yeah, this is uh, ascribing so much to a guy who just does not deserve any of that kind of like it's not like oh what a the the brain drain the, the what a loss for college football to have Jeff Halfley take a fucking NFL job there it's some other asshole will do the exact same thing for the next 4 years and then they'll replace him and then they'll keep moving forward that's what Boston College exists to do this is the job of Boston College they cycle through guys who go 6 and 6 those guys leave either because they got fired or because they fucked off to some NFL job and then they go hire another six and six guy. That's, that's the, that's just what they do. It's not, this is not some massive scandal. Oh my God. But you know, college football can't hold on to Jeff Halfley. Who cares? I don't give a fuck. We're fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm chilling. It's not my problem. They, they, it's somebody else will do it. Um, and we have a, uh, we have a list of, uh, of the somebody's else who might do it here to, uh, to roll through, I would say not the not the most encouraging list in the world based on the the group that we're kind of going with here. Um, Ryan, where do you want to start when talking about candidates for Boston College? Um, 
Yeah, what about Bill O'Brien, I guess? Okay. Uh, we can start here. Um, there's been some buzz around his name, which has been pretty funny. It's all coming from a <clears throat> 247 sports writer who said in the article that he's unemployed, doesn't have a job currently, which is how far out of the loop the guy is. Yeah. Um, uh, <clears throat> Bill O'Brien, you know, obviously is the Ohio State OC currently, had been the Patriots, Alabama the last three years, used to be head coach of the Texans and Penn State, a couple other places. He is... Um, he is not going to take the Boston College job. Uh, no, I guess his wife went there, and he's from Dorchester or something. But he was born in um, Bo- he was born in Boston. I don't know if he grew up in Boston, but he was born there. Yeah, he grew up in Dorchester. And there's also some word that um, he has a family member that has a, a serious health problem that uh, apparently is in a facility in Boston. I've heard as well. There are some connections there, and I get that, but uh, you can't really actually win at Boston College. Uh, no. which is the biggest problem. And Bill O'Brien, like he took the Ohio state job so he could get back to the NFL to get an NFL coordinator job or like a, a, a big college coaching job again, a Penn state level job. Yeah. Um, you don't do that by going to Boston college. No one, no one graduates from Boston college and goes to a better job. Well, I, I, if he wants to be a coordinator in the NFL, I could think of a recent precedent <laughs> for a Boston college coach. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think he can also just like that. I think he could also just like be the Ohio State OC for one year with like every guy back and go get a college or go get an NFL coordinator job again. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have to recruit at Ohio State. He's not doing any of that. Yeah. I, I, the, the, also, the... I'm seeing um, really quick. Yeah. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page here. Do you know that he has nicknamed the teapot? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Why? <laughs> oh it's it's that's right it's like the case because he like he, he he'll like boil over and get really crazy he'll like go nuts with it um oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's really funny yeah there's no they called him that because of his body shape <laughs> just bullying this guy <laughs> oh man um yeah i i don't really like on on his side of this i, I there's not a ton of obvious benefit he's not old in coaching terms he's 54 but like he is getting to the point now where the next one is probably going to be maybe the last one and i don't really know that boston college would be the job you would take for that you probably just sit at ohio state for a year or two and then get a better job than boston college um uh, so that's the first part of it and then the other part i I think that's worth mentioning and and like this shouldn't really be part of the calculus because he's barely been a you know a coordinator at Ohio State he's been at Ohio State for like 3 weeks but i don't yeah. know that you would want to lose a a former Ohio State coordinator who didn't do especially well in your job and then just go get another one that's not usually like if, if, <laughs> if you know Rutgers had had failed with Chris Ash and then they hired Jeff Halfley like didn't we just we just have one of these guys like it's not it's not a totally fair judgment to make because all coaches are different and it's a it's a very different kind of guy and his background is very different than Jeff Halfley's but it is one of those things where you're trying to sell this to a fan base that probably doesn't know all that much just in general you're assuming that that college football fan bases are fairly low info and it's kind of a hard sell to just sum dumb ass in, in Boston. Hey, we got another Ohio state coordinator. Okay. I don't really want one of those. We just had one and he sucked. Um, and that's something that I just don't know that you would really get past <laughs> if you're Boston college. And also why would you want Bill O'Brien? He doesn't, he's just some guy. He's just some guy. Um, yeah. like you don't really, like his famously his whole thing. Like the last, I, I think four or five years since he left uh, the Texans four years, I guess 
has been, I'm just going to go to the place and run the offense they were already running, but kind of do it 5% differently. Yeah. That's been his idea. You want this guy to take over your program. I know he was really good at Penn State, what they were at the time, but like that was two years under heavy sanctions. Everyone graded him on a curve because of it, which is fair. But you want that guy to come to like, you know, one of the least successful jobs in power five football and, and do what? Like, and say, Hey, I'm Bill O'Brien. I was in the NFL. Everyone thinks I'm an asshole. Um, no, this is a, this is a born coordinator slash NFL coach. This is not a college football coach again. He, uh, yeah, he's going to have to, he's not going to be asked to recruit at all at Ohio state. Ryan days can do all that job for him. He's going to have like the two best or two of the four best running backs in college football and the best receiver room in college football and a guy who got a pro draft grade. I mean, I don't love, but did get a pro draft grade as a quarterback and call plays for one year and then go back to the NFL or, you know, go somewhere, get a head coach job at a power five level. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to go to Boston college. No, doesn't really seem like what you signed up for. If you're Bill O'Brien, I think probably his time in college football is going to be pretty limited to however long he has to stick around before he can get a job in the NFL again. And I don't really know that Boston yeah. college would be the quickest path to doing that. Um, you don't need to. There's not really not really a great sell here on either side. Uh, who's next? Uh, yeah, sure. Dan Mullen. Okay. Um, he's unemployed. He he needs a job. He is posting on LinkedIn with the hashtag open to work thing. Yeah. Um, that is what Dan Mullen's got going on. Um, this guy sucks. He's he's a he sucks. <laughs> uh, no, he's actually he's a good football coach. I guess he's a good college football coach. Yeah. Um. I would hire Dan Mullen, but like he's an asshole is his problem. Yeah. No one else likes Dan Mullen except Dan Mullen. That's going to be a, a common issue, I think, as we work our way through this list. It's kind of a requirement for you to be interested in the Boston College job is that you just have to be kind of a reprehensible man. It's just a bad yeah. guy, somebody yeah, you would not you... want to spend any time with. Um, yeah. You know that video where the guy is walking by the bar in Boston like during the pandemic? Where they're like laughing at him and says, "Oh, it's fucking hilarious, right?" You mm-hmm. know this video? Yeah, I'm aware. Uh, you get you get interviewed by those three guys whenever you interview a Boston College. <laughs> that's yeah. who you have to talk to. That's the, that's the search committee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Bob's pool. It's fucking hilarious, right? That's, and you have to you have to know how to answer that question correctly, or else you can't have the job. Yeah. You have to know about the secret, somehow more racist and sexist version of Barstool that those guys are on now. <laughs> yeah, if you say, oh yeah, I love Barstool, it's immediately the big X over your name. Fuck this guy. He's not on Groyper Town. Whoa, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you like that woke pussy, Dave Portnoy. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, yeah, I think Dan Mullen would be fine. I don't really have a huge issue with Dan Mullen as a candidate here. He's he's <laughs> successfully won football games without recruiting at Mississippi State, which sounds like a good, you know, predecessor to being here. I, I think that's a good that's good preparation. You're not going to be able to recruit here and you didn't really need to at Mississippi State to get them to a bunch of bowl games. <laughs> it's a pretty good number of wins. Um, I think that would be fine. He, he's from the area. I think he's from, what, New Hampshire? No, he's from Pennsylvania. From New Hampshire, yeah. It, it, no, was, but he, he's from New Hampshire, actually. He was born okay. in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, born in Pennsylvania, raised in New Hampshire. Um, spent a ton of time in the area. He was at Syracuse um, before, like, Dude, really I'm kind of also, before he his... Played, uh, he played at Ursinus, which is, which is a school near Philly. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like variations of like state college or things like that in different different states. 
This is apparently the town called Collegeville, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Ran out of names. <laughs> making a mockery of all <laughs> Well, welcome to school town. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah i, I yeah, he was in the northeast forever and he also has like the prerequisite of like, almost every boston college a coach has to have which is that worked at notre dame at one point yeah um and everyone has to guys. do that he was a ga there yeah yeah love those guys yeah i, I think it would be fine I, I don't have any huge issues with dan mullen i think that he would at least probably maximize roughly what you can do there in theory um and yeah. that would be that would be good that would be better than what they have been doing he i don't really know that he would be getting a ton of interest to like jump to bigger jobs from going <laughs> roughly 8 and 4 at Boston College there's not quite the same transition into like a bigger SEC job like he had at Mississippi State um you could probably just do that for a while at Boston College and carve out a pretty good pretty good living for yourself and be in an area that you're familiar with. I, I like I like this as a as a fit. I think that this would make sense. I don't know yeah. how much Dan. What's the Mullen bigger job like... you go to? Pitt? Like he graduate yeah. to go into Pitt or something? Yeah, you could t- if you win enough at Boston College, you get to be at Syracuse. Like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's fun. Um I, yeah, I don't really know. I like... guess Penn State. Penn State would be the aim for him, I suppose. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for Dan Mullen. Yeah, I I, I think it would I think it would be good for both parties. I think that this is probably one of the more palatable names on the board, which is a reflection of the board. But also, if you're going to hire Dan Mullen, this is probably the right kind of job to be doing it for. I wouldn't be hiring Dan Mullen if I was like Penn State, but Boston no, College, no. yeah, you're going to get about what you need from a football coach if you hire Dan Mullen, assuming that he's actually paying attention and like trying, which is always kind of a question with these guys who flamed out of a bigger job and were successful before that. Like you, you've seen some of these guys <laughs> not really take their next job all that seriously. Uh, you'd need to make sure that he's doing that, but I don't really, he's been pretty patient. I don't really know that he would take a job that he's not willing to like throw himself into. This would be fine. I, I think Dan Mullen would be a pretty good pick for Boston college. Yeah. I mean, he made three straight new year's six bowls in his first three years of Florida yeah. and was top 13 every year. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think he can get you to eight and four, which is something Halfway can never do. Yeah. Um, and he is like, uh, not like, uh, look, I don't love Mullins' like scheme for the current college football, but at least he has a, like an identity that yeah. he's trying to run. I think it could work. I, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Sure. All right. Who's next? Yeah, Al Golden. Okay. Um, Al okay. Golden is currently the DC at Notre Dame. We all know him. He's yeah, you the head can, coach at Temple in Miami. Yeah. You can check the Notre Dame box off. He's got it. He's been there. He's, yeah. he's familiar. He, um, he also coached at Boston College for three years in the 90s. Yeah. Um, which helps. I mean, he played for the Patriots uh, for a year. The guy's got enough connections up there that I, I think you could sell this pretty easily. I think he is a good defensive mind. Um, he was pretty good at temple as well he's considered i mean his last two years he went uh he went eight and four and nine and three um which is pretty solid you'll take that yeah um that's fine yeah it's it's kind of this I mean, is like this is defensive dan mullen. yeah i was gonna say kind of a similar uh resume to, to dan mullen not that temple and mississippi state are identical but what they did there uh, relative to the school, fairly similar. And then they went to a school in Florida where they were kind of out of their depth and it was reflected. Um, yeah, I, I, he, he was, he's uh, I think from New Jersey, played at Penn State, played for the Patriots, like you said. 
has coached at Boston College, has coached at pretty much all of the schools that you would want him to coach at if you're hiring for Boston College with, you know, Penn State. He was uh, he was at Temple. He was at uh, now Notre Dame. Those are the ones you kind of look for <laughs> if, you're, if you're Boston College. Well, he's been here, and he was at Notre Dame, and he was at Penn State, and those are the three schools that we care about. So, um, yeah, I, I think if you just don't want, like, the offensive version of, of this, you just go get the defensive version. Um, they're pretty much the same guy. It, it's basically the same appeal, I think, for Boston College and for the guy involved. I, I, you could You could pretty easily see how... Al Golden would talk himself into this. I do wonder if maybe he doesn't really want to be a head football coach in college football anymore because um, he spent some time in the NFL. I wonder if he would maybe rather go back there because I remember when Notre Dame hired him, it was kind of framed as like him doing a favor <laughs> to Marcus Freeman, basically, um, and that he didn't really want to be in college football. So I would be a little bit interested in like how much he actually wants to do this how up for it he really is but if he's interested it would be fine you could talk yourself into this as you know like we said the defensive version of Mullen and get basically the same I would guess results essentially just in a different way yeah 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 um the the last or the last name the next name rather I wish it was the last name yeah um <laughs> we've got Liam Cohen okay who I don't think they will hire or like again, this is the guy you just hired. If you could, you know, fast forward four years and make him coach offense. Um, Liam Cohen uh, has an NFL background before being the OC at Kentucky in two different stints uh, for one year each. This guy hates coaching at Kentucky. He, he wants, tries to get out of there as fast as possible. He wants a job so bad. Liam Cohen <laughs> wants any other job. He will gladly take any job that's not coach. He hates those Hicks so much. <laughs> Liam Cohen is just like he's breaking out in fucking hives. Like it's, it's miserable. Like, there have been like five times where he's promised and he's like, no, 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 I'm gone. I'm not I'm not going anywhere. And then he just keeps interviewing for another yeah. Job. yeah, the fucking Colts quarterbacks coach position opens up and he's like, Well <laughs> oh, he's funny. he's awesome he hates kentucky he yeah. does not want to be there his ass is ready for <laughs> he would gladly take this job i i think liam cohen would fucking snap on this thing in a heartbeat i don't know i don't know that that interest would be fully reciprocated but maybe at least you can you know He's, he's young and he's not a defensive coach, so you can kind of do like, oh, well, he's different than Halfley, even though he's really not that different from Halfley. Um, uh, maybe he'd be fine. I, I don't really want to – I don't. I'm not going to write him off from one kind of disappointing year at Kentucky because his last time that he was here for one year was was good. They were good in 2021. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, he was good enough to get hired as the Rams OC under McVay. Yeah, he was, and that also didn't last especially long. He's kind of, kind of a kindred spirit with, with Brendan Marion a little bit. <laughs> this, is, this is northeastern Brendan Marion. Um, yeah. But, he he uh, spent the first eight years of his career coaching New England. That's also worth noting. He yeah. was at Brown, Rhode Island, UMass, where, where he played as well. Uh, in Maine, like I said, played at UMass, born in Rhode Island. He's a Northeast ass guy. Yeah. Um, this this could work for him. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It's I, it's kind of funny that he learned under Mark Whipple, by the way. Um, <laughs> who, mo- <laughs> I didn't realize that until just now. Um, that's really funny. I, I guess Mark Whipple was his uh, head coach at UMass. Yeah. Or, or, no, was the head coach ever? Yeah, it was the head coach at UMass. That's really funny. Yeah. 
That is that is good. That's a fun guy to learn under. A brilliant offensive strategic mind. <laughs> One of the one of the smartest coaches ever. I've many have many have been saying that. Yeah, it, it would be fine. You can talk yourself into it. I think if you're Boston College, it probably wouldn't be my first pick, but I could understand, especially this late in the process. Like, you're kind of looking for coaches who are who are still wanting jobs. And Liam Cohen, that phone is always going to be on. He's always going to take the call. It doesn't matter if it's fucking July. He'll take the call. That's fine. Yeah, he is. Get uh, out of here. He is getting every cent out of that agent contract. That agent is working for his money so, oh, to, yeah. to be Liam Cohen's guy. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, there's one more name I'd consider to be an acceptable hire here, okay. uh, which is Jeff Munkin. I, I don't know if I'd be thrilled by this hire. I, I think his like lack of commitment to doing what was working for him at Georgia Southern Army is annoying. Him yeah. getting away from the triple sucks. Um, but he has won uh, quite a fair bit of games at, at Army. He's won uh, eight or more games five times in the last eight years, Yeah, um, which is pretty good. He uh, was obviously very successful at Georgia Southern, uh, had them in the top seven three different times uh, when he was coached there in four years. Um, he's old. He's 56 years old. Um but he knows the area very well. Obviously, you know, West Point's not too far away there in New York and um, recruits a lot of the same high schools that Boston College does. Uh, he spent time all around the Northeast. I mean, he was also at Navy. Uh, he was at Buffalo. The guy's very familiar with the area and I think probably makes a, a lot of sense for for Boston College. But uh, I think, like, you would lose the presser by hiring this one. Yeah, and the sense people are going to think he's still a triple option coach, and also the question is like, if he's not a triple option coach, is he any good? Yes, yeah, that's the really the thing. Like, and we've we've touched on this. I don't know that I've really fully articulated it in this way, but I've been thinking about it with uh, Kenny Matalolo getting hired at San Jose State and immediately saying like, no, we want to run the air raid. <laughs> we want to run. We want to run the fucking run and shoot from the nineties. Um, like, I don't really. These co these 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 service academy coaches and Troy Calhoun has not done this and he keeps winning games because of it. But these service academy coaches seem to be I don't know who's giving them this advice. I don't know what agent is telling them to do this, but they seem to think that if they just like signal to to schools and and change some of the stuff that they're doing uh, away from the true under center triple that they will suddenly become like hot candidates because they have won at those schools because they've been successful at those schools. And Munkin has been actively trying to do this. The loser at Navy is also doing this. Um, <laughs> whose name I don't even remember. That's, that's, he's really making a mark there. Um, God, who is the fucking coach at Navy? doesn't matter. Um, but, uh, like, they they seem to think that if they just rebrand themselves, they can immediately they can just take it's, all of the success that they had. Brian Newberry, by the way. Brian Newberry, yeah. that's awesome. Um, he was the DC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's going really well there. Um, but uh, they they like you can just take the resume and and uh, now see I'm not doing this anymore, but I still have won all these games at a hard job, and you 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 didn't though you did it in a different way than the way you'd be doing here. You're fundamentally a different coach. If you do that, you want all those games running one system that you're not going to be running anymore. What do you do? What is the value in you? Why would I? Yeah, you're you're kind of like you're going on a day nap and you're posting pictures of you from five years ago. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's not you anymore. I don't know what you want me to do. Cool. Right. Yeah. You looked good then. That was fun. Yeah. That was cool when you won eleven games at Army. You <laughs> doing something yeah. fundamentally and you love the different office too. Yeah. I I don't really. <laughs> I I just I don't know what these guys think 
who are they fooling with this? Who who like you're just trying I'll to say, find if he some goes room back to run the triple? This would be good. Yeah, if he go goes back to the triple. Yeah, I would like this hire. Yeah, somebody should run the triple at Boston College. It would be successful. It would it would work. I'm not. This is not that outland. It would work. I'm not <laughs> saying anything crazy here. Yeah, I think Jeff Munkin could do it if he wanted to do that. He's he's recruited triple option players from the area. You could just get. I don't know, even better ones. You could just get the best of the bunch who would yeah. otherwise be going I mean, to the service academies. Better defensive players, yeah. basically. Yeah, and like that would be good. You would win games. You would be a, a just a, a difficult team to have to prepare for and, and play against in the ACC where you don't really have a ton of other teams that are even doing anything like that without Georgia Tech anymore. Um, you could do that. But if he's signaling that he doesn't want to do that, he loses all of his value. That's all you are. You're not, you are not better than the triple option. You're a fucking triple option coach. That's why you've won games. You don't get to float above it. It's very different from anything else, which is why it worked at fucking Army and why it's not working now, because you stopped doing it. It's just, you're trying to square a circle that can't possibly be squared. (laughs) It's stupid. It's a dumb, it's a fundamentally dumb idea, and I don't know who's telling these guys to do this. It's just like, it, it bird brained. You're just trying to con somebody basically into thinking, well, he won 10 games at Army running a normal system. No, he didn't. Obviously, he didn't. No one thinks that. Who are you fooling with this? Like a guy who just woke up from a fucking coma? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. No, it doesn't make any sense to me. And uh, look, again, I would like this hire if he runs the triple, but the current method of what these coaches are doing, the triple option coaches who are being like sold on the river by their agents and telling them it's, you know, like the goal of this is to get the biggest job possible instead of winning football games. Like why did you take the job at Navy or army? If your goal was to go be the head coach at Penn state or something like if you want to have that route, don't ever be a triple coach. If you want to win a lot of football games and have a pretty good living doing that for 20 years and make a couple million dollars a year for that long, then coach the triple. It's really good. And you'll be employed for a long time. Um, They're chasing things that don't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but look, to your point earlier about like Georgia Tech, that's the other part about it, like hiring Jeff Munkin if he ran the triple. This worked a lot. Yeah. Like it, it was really went to the Orange Bowl. They went to the Orange Bowl twice. Yeah. Uh, they like want. I don't. I don't he he re- was ranked in the top ten. Yeah. Like a decade ago, wasn't that long ago? No. And it's not like the the fucking all of the the rule changes like the transfer stuff and all of that really impacts you that much you're not recruiting the same players as everybody else it's a fundamentally different way of approaching a college football program from basically anything else in the sport oh no my triple option quarterback is gonna leave because of nil where the fuck is he going you're the biggest triple option program is he gonna go be a receiver somewhere <laughs> come on yeah, he wants to, he wants to go to war yeah he wants to- he wants to go to war. He's decided as a graduate senior quarterback after a successful tenure at Boston College, it's time to go join the Navy. No, he's not going to yeah, do that you're, shit. You're losing, him, you're losing him to the siren call of bombing Yemen. Uh, <laughs> you're losing the most racist quarterback of all time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Uh, that's great. Um there's one other sitting head coach that I think uh, might be considered, which is Jason Candle. Uh, he's gotten a lot of buzz for this job. He's been on pretty much everyone's list. Yeah, uh, That is because Jason Candle is trying to parlay his f- first good year, second good year, maybe Toledo, into a job. Yeah, uh, He is trying to get out of Toledo, despite it being 
like relatively speaking to the teams he's playing, one of the easiest G5 jobs, he's recognized he's not that good at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not very good at being the head coach of Toledo. Um, he is an Ohio guy. He grew up in Ohio. He played college up on Ohio. He coached at Mount Union and Toledo exclusively. He has, to my knowledge, never worked or like left except for vacation in the state of Ohio. Yeah. Um, but uh, more power to him. <laughs> yeah. This is, I don't know, dude. What's the? I don't really get why you'd hire him. Yeah, I, I, I. I think we just don't like Jason Candle. That's the reason. Yeah, we just don't like Jason Candle. But like, I don't know. Can you look at this resume and really talk yourself into him if you're like not biased against Jason Candle because he blows it every year with more talented teams? It's not that impressive. It's not like, it's it's just not. He's he's fine. He's generally been pretty fine there. Um, they didn't even win the conference this year. They still managed to fuck it up in the championship game. They still lost. They went eleven and three, and they still lost the championship game. Um, like I, I don't. He's just some guy. He's just he's just there. He's worse, Matt Campbell. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything, and also he's never been in the area that they're you know in. It's like pretty inextricable from the job. You can't just not know how to be that he's only like you said he's only ever been in ohio i i it it seems like jason candle just really wants a job i don't really know why you'd take him seriously as a candidate if you're boston college unless you just look purely at his overall record and you don't know anything about the mac and you think yeah that looks that looks fine he won more games than he lost and they went to bowl games like okay that sounds good it, it that's seems like a good way to get steve adazio that's that's pretty much i think what you'd be doing there <laughs> Yeah, yeah, young Steve Adazio. Steve Adazio with a crew cut. A Steve so old. nice they hired him twice. Um, who's next? Yeah, Al Washington. What a uh, Let's bad, go. bad hire. Yeah. Um, the benefit here is that he played at Boston College. He also coached there for I believe five years. Um, yeah. He he's you know he he kind of spent some time up in the area. Um, coached Boston College for five years before he left for Cincinnati, then Michigan, then Ohio State, then Notre Dame. He also has the requisite Notre Dame experience. Yeah. Um, he's been bouncing around the big three jobs up there. No one seems to like him that much, uh, but he is the running game coordinator for Notre Dame. He's a very good recruiter. Yeah. I mean, I'll give him that. The guy can recruit the position very well um, and presumably would carry that over to, to this rank. But the, again, like you just tried to hire like charismatic young assistant from big Midwest school with ties to where you're from. Yeah. Uh, maybe he can recruit his way to a championship. You can't do that. This is the wrong way to pursue it. Maybe Al yeah. Washington's better at like hiring his staff and building concepts and Jeff Halfley is, I don't know. He's never done anything close to that. He's never coordinated shit. He's been at this position coach to the same position or occasionally moved to linebacker for basically 15 years. There's no other track record of him doing anything except coaching defensive line and running and, and linebacker. Yeah. He actually did coach running back for three years sometime. I missed that. Um, that's really funny. <laughs> why, did he, um, yeah, why did he do that? <laughs> yeah, he went Boston College 2012, defensive line and assistant special teams. Boston College 2013 to 2015, running backs. Boston College 2016, special teams, defensive line. <laughs> 
you would if I was a coach, you would never get out of me that I was an assistant special teams coordinator. I would not in a you'd have to kill me to get me to say that to you. Yeah, I, uh, you know. Do not put that on my bio. Do not do that. <laughs> I was the defensive line coach and sometimes when the special teams needed help, I you know, I stepped I briefly stepped up and pitched in. Your ass is not getting me on the record that I was the assistant special teams coordinator. Come on. You can't be telling somebody that. I was the assistant intern. Shut up. That's not a job. I got the intern's <laughs> coffee for him. Um, that's just <laughs> useless position. <laughs> what the fuck were they doing out there in 2012 at Boston College that you needed not one but two special teams coordinators? That's you. You you failed. If you have two special teams coordinators, it is a reflection that you are out of ideas. You have nothing going on. Um, yeah, I I I guess like if you. If you could talk, like, I think he is probably a better or at least more willing and active recruiter than Jeff Halfley was in this position. Like, he maybe would approach it with a little bit more enthusiasm and actually try to recruit high schoolers instead of just immediately doing the portal thing and then getting himself into that endless cycle. Um, maybe, but it it's just the wrong idea. It's the wrong approach. It's fundamentally yeah. the wrong They're approach for Boston the College. first coach to learn a lesson. Yeah, like, you, you would just be doing the same idea you the <laughs> it's not the coach that was wrong here it's the idea the fu- fundamentally this concept this approach to building at boston college does not work it's been proven it doesn't work other schools in similar positions have also tried this and it hasn't worked for them either syracuse is currently trying this it's not going to work i i don't know why everybody every couple of cycles they just have to remember like oh yeah it doesn't we can't actually get five stars here no matter how good the guy is at recruiting that we hired you still can't do it. It's still Boston College. You will never not be Boston College. It, accept it. Move on. It's it's time to accept that you are not going to become Notre Dame or Penn State or Ohio State or Michigan or whoever just because you hired a good recruit. It doesn't translate. It's not. You're not there. You aren't them. You will never be them. Do something else. <laughs> Don't. It, yeah, your no... goal should be like your your goal should be to become Pitt. Yeah. Right. Like because if you can become Pitt. Then you could become NC State, and if you could become NC State, maybe you could be North Carolina. <laughs> this is like the like the, the Pokemon evolution. <laughs> yeah, and they can't even actually do that because the recruiting stuff. That's the thing is, you're never actually going to be like this. Is maybe grim to say for Boston College fan, you're never even going to be North Carolina. You're never even going to be NC State. But if you can maybe become Pitt, where like you get whatever meager talent there is in your region relatively well, you land about half the guys you want out of your area. You're pretty smart about which guys you get out of Ohio, Florida, Georgia. Like you could become Pitt light in two years and then hope Pitt fucks it up, which seems that they're going to with our doozy there and the hires he's making. Um, and just become them where it's like you're over 500 every year. And some years you win eight or nine games. And maybe, hey, if division breaks right, once all the good teams in your league leave for the bigger, the bigger leagues, maybe you make a conference title game one year. That's cool. That's a good outcome. Yeah. Yeah. That's may- better than you've done it forever yeah that would be fine but you're not going to get it without washington he's not going to make you pit you're just going to be right back where you were in three or four years with no more talent than you had now you're just going to land right back in the same spot because he's going to run into the same wall that every other coach who's tried this has run into i just there's no reason to do this um who else we got here's the thing i can say about al washington al washington has been a college football coach uh (laughs) since 2007 yeah and he has never gotten a promotion at the same school hmm that is troubling. I was. I thought you were just going to say, here's the thing I can say about Al Washington. He's been a college football coach. 
which is also <laughs> true. That'd be funny. That'd be funny. Technically, um, technically not wrong. He has been a college football coach before. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, uh, yeah, it doesn't usually bode super well. Um, all right, who else we got? Let's turn through these fuckers. Yeah, Rob. We just have two left. I think. Okay. Uh, Rob Shadzinski. Um Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure uh, yeah fine yeah the guy it, you probably yeah. know from getting fired from the browns he's I sh- also i sure do he was the associate associate head coach for offense this year at uh at boston college which he, you know he did a great job whatever he did such a good job in yeah. that position um well, he got it after being the special assistant to the head coach the two previous years he was jeff halfley's special boy for two years and that's that's i, th- I think it was even three years he's been there since 2020 um <laughs> that's not a real that's not a real job that's not a real job it's <laughs> not a real job is, man you can't promote from within when the guy didn't have a real job that doesn't mean anything he was the special assistant to the head coach what the fuck are you talking about he was his friend he was his professional friend on staff <laughs> that's nothing <laughs> it's this is the worst hire they could make <laughs> you, yeah, you'd be doing an internal promotion from a tenure that sucked <laughs> that's that's fine good we get the we can get we can get the guy who got jeff halfley his fucking lunch okay that sounds good yeah we loved jeff halfley so much that tenure was so (laughs) awesome we have to keep the continuity of our shitty team we have to keep this bad roster intact we can't afford to lose our bad players what are you talking about you sound crazy (laughs) (laughs) what is there to keep intact they sucked they were not good there's nothing to keep intact there's no reason to do this yeah, I don't I don't have anything to say about it. This would be insane. He's also like he's fifty five years old. He was a head coach for one year. He was fired in record time. Yeah. Um this is like the, the last few years at Boston College he doesn't really do anything where the first time he'd been back in college since two thousand three. Um come on, dude. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the moo that he's wearing in his Wikipedia picture. <laughs> it's a cool look. It looks really flowy on him. Yeah. It's cool. Coaches are shaped so good. It's just such a fun <laughs> such a fun way to be to be looking as a as a guy. Just bizarre body types. <laughs> Very strange. They look like they got hit by a car. They all look like they got hit by a car. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, we have one more guy before we get out of here. It's Anthony Campanile. Who oh, yeah. is the linebackers coach for the Dolphins. Uh, he is one of those guys who successfully parlayed being like the high school coach who talks to all the college coaches into getting a college coaching job. He somehow went from Don Bosco preps offensive coordinator to working at Rutgers. Yeah. Um, whenever they were hiring all the high school coaches in New Jersey, before they changed that rule where you couldn't assign recruits after you hired someone's high school coach or whatever. Um, he got in right before the buzzer on that one. Yeah. Um, good time. So he worked at him. Rutgers for, <laughs> yeah, good, good for him. Worked at Rutgers for four years before working at Boston college for three years. Uh, he was defensive backs coach in 2016 and 17 before becoming co DC. Then he got the Michigan linebackers job and now has been at the dolphins the last four seasons as their linebackers coach. Um, I don't know. Like are the Dolphins? I mean, they're fine, I guess. Right. The, yeah. the dolphins linebackers are all right. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't have a ton of strong <laughs> thoughts <laughs> on the Dolphins linebackers. I know he's been a candidate for their defensive coordinator position. I don't know if he got it or if somebody else got it. I don't keep up on the Dolphins hiring, but I've seen his name <laughs> involved with that. Um, yeah, I, I I guess. I mean, he's he's from New Jersey. He played at Rutgers. 
coached at Rutgers. He was at Boston College, like you said, for three years. Um, what are you getting from this guy? What's what are we what are we aiming for here? What yeah. is, what is the ideal? What does the I, I'm going to sit down with the Boston College uh, athletic director and just ask what does the ideal Anthony Campanile look tenure look like to you? What is that pathway? What do you what are you doing? Dude, these guys piss me off. They piss me the fuck off. Is it that he takes the Packers defensive coordinator job in four seasons? Is that the idea? Is that the goal here? You want to? We want Halfley again. We want another. We want we just want another one. We want a more Italian version of Jeff Halfley. Is that the goal? I don't. Was that the issue with his tenure? Was that the, was that Jeff Halfley's problem that he wasn't Italian enough? They didn't recognize him. They were like, this isn't my dad. I don't want this guy. <laughs> he doesn't remind me of any of my immediate family members. I don't like him. Dude, do you know? Do you know his brother's names? Um, isn't one of them Nunzio? It's Tony, Nunzio, and Nikki. Yeah. Uh, and they got their they got their start working for their uncle Vito. God damn. Um. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so good. Oh, this my is God. the big Stauskas hire. This is you're just hiring Dan. Yeah. If you get this guy. Yeah. You could just hire Dan. That'd be worth looking into. Um, <laughs> do you know where Nunzio is currently coaching? I'm I'm hoping you haven't already looked. Uh, wasn't he Was he back at Rutgers already? No, he's not currently at Rutgers. Well, it's got to be, I don't know, fucking Syracuse that or something. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> Nailed it. He's a quarterback's coach at Syracuse. They can't get rid of this guy. He's in the walls. <laughs> it's in these. I think what's happening is the Campanile brothers are running a protection racket. They're doing yeah. the Jersey mob thing, and they're demanding that unless one of them is on every staff in the Northeast, I don't want to say something bad's going to happen to your facilities, but yeah. if I were you, I'd pay. If yeah. I were you, I'd pay up. Yo, those are pretty goalposts you got there. It'd be a shame if something happened to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, my doll. What's that trophy worth? That's got to fetch me. I don't know. It's got to it be a lot. It'd be, it's real shiny. <laughs> Fran Brown showing up, like, trying to fire coaches, and he's like, where the fuck is Nunzio? And he's, like, hiding in some secret tunnel that they built underneath of Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't fire him if you can't find him <laughs> you gotta do it to his face he refers to guys going to the transfer portal of getting whacked yeah um. <laughs> oh man yeah um yeah i guess you could do this you could maybe just bring them all in let's get all of the uh let's get all the brothers in there let's have a uh let's let's just be a very intimidating coaching staff let's let's really kind of you know, Boston College has a has a history. I, I, you know, with with uh, <laughs> with coaching staffs, with players, maybe have some questionable connections. I don't know that these guys do, but maybe they could build some. Maybe they could find some, and then you can just you know you can win games that way. Sort of the intimidation factor, like what Miami used to have in the '90s, where you just you step onto the field and you're already scared of them. You could already be scared of Boston College because something will happen to you if you if you beat them, uh, and you should know better. You don't, you can't be doing that. Um, not a good, not a good business decision to beat Boston College. Maybe they could do that. Is that? I guess that's the pitch. I guess that's the idea. With uh, we don't even remember which one we're talking about. One of the brothers. One of the many brothers. Yeah. Um, Nunzio. <laughs> Nunzio. No, no, not no. Nunzio. Uh, Nunzio's in hiding. Nunzio's currently in in yeah. in hiding underneath of Syracuse's football facility. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> Fine. Who cares? <laughs> who gives a shit it doesn't matter they'll be back here in four years um this is like uh it's like like the duke show but even even more 
just like a nasty job for bad guys for guys who aren't going to when we did the we did an entire show talking about who would be the coach oh, of Duke. Oh, oh, and then at oh. the end we I came to the conclusion show you're ever talking about italians yeah, yeah. no the, at the at the end of the show we came to the conclusion of like why did we talk about this for an hour and a half what i don't fucking care who's the head coach at duke uh here we are an hour and seven minutes into talking about boston college i don't care it doesn't matter it's no, it's no skin on I, my back look, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's right. Just hire Dan Mullen or Al Golden and call it a fucking day. Yeah, uh, not my problem. I don't care. You just just do whatever. It's just fine. Hire Al Golden. That's not. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about you again in four years when you're open. Um, do we have any? <laughs> do we have anything else here? Uh, no, dude, not at all. No. no. All right. Oh, uh, we're doing a premium podcast next week, right? What are we? We're uh. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna we're gonna preview some national title contenders. I've been doing some roster analysis. Yeah, but there's kind of like a consensus eight teams that are either contending for the national championship and are pretty serious for it, or one team that won it last year that we're also going to talk about. Um, so we're going to talk about those teams and analyze some some rosters, kind of what they're looking like going into this year, and take a look at the uh, the big picture. Yeah, yep, we'll be there. So subscribe, subscribe, yeah, subscribe, subscribe to. Meet at midfield.com if that sounds yeah. good Thanks to you. Thanks for selling that one, dude. You, you really sounded super pumped about it. Too. <laughs> I was checking my phone. <laughs> oh, man. It's February. Yeah. What do you that's want us to do? do? It's February. That's where we get a good podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk to you all then.